Garfiri Jefem! Yo, what's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fed in Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Fed in Japan's about two dudes booze. Japan in the news. That's right, Tommy. What episode is this? 511. 511. It'd be better if it was 911. Yeah, 911. Yeah, yeah, for the fucking what we got planned today, that 911 would be more appropriate. Yes, yes. Today is definitely a special show. It's very interesting. I'm very happy to do this finally. I've been looking forward to doing this all week long. And uh, But before we do that, give me a Skype Kampai. I got my glass full of gin and ice. Kampai, what are you drinking, motherfucker? Ish, beers, the Blue Boys. The Blue Boys. Cheers. Mmm. Yeah, so we are doing on Nomi, which we've talked about before, which is online drinking together because, you know, self-quarantine and blah, blah, blah and all that shit or self-isolation, social distancing, whatever you want to fucking call it. I fucking love it. I love staying at home and painting all day. <laughs> I don't. dude. I fucking don't because I still got to go to work, man. Not a lot has changed for me. Yeah, you're working for criminals. <laughs> I know. We, we don't fucking remain me. Oh, man. Making you go to an office and just sit there for, like, what, 10 hours and do nothing except for look at your phone and shit? Oh, God. What a bunch of baloney. I'm dead serious, dude. Like, because I'm basically going in there in office work at a check I could easily do from home. Is there any way you can convince them that you need to be at home? Just say, listen, I could do all these. I don't even know what you do, but I could do all this paperwork at home because I've got A, B, and C there, and I'll be more productive because X, Y, Z. And um, yeah, you probably don't like me in the office anyway. So it's a win-win if you know what I'm saying. Nah, man. No. Like people like, I just see, like I'm new at the job, so I'm still on probation. So I don't get, I I don't have vacation time. Like most everybody that who's been there for a while, they're just taking vacation days and just you know, cause you fuck it, why not? Great, great time to take them. Oh shit! Well, that sucks. Well, I don't know. I think that's criminal to make you work during the the middle of a pandemic. Middle, maybe the beginning, maybe the ending. I don't know. Just we're in a pandemic. Oh shit! But we're not going to talk about the pink elephant in the room. We're going to move forward to huh. Guar. We're going to talk about Guar today. Tom, do you like Guar? Guar is cool, man. Oh, ma'am. Have you ever seen the movie Phallus in Wonderland? I have not. You have not seen Phallus in Wonderland. You are obviously not a fan of Guar, my friend. Guar. I like their music and I know who they are, but like, I don't think I've ever bought a CD from them. Oh, my God, dude. Phallus in Wonderland. I remember watching that over and over and over when I was in high school. Oh, dude. Sleazy. Oh, God. He's like the best manager ever. 
<laughs> in the very like two seconds or not two seconds in the first five minutes of the uh, movie he hits a kid on a skateboard and then he gives him crack <laughs> right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey kid That's take awesome. it Guar smokes it <laughs> yeah it's pretty insane dude oh Guar. You gotta it's fucking snowing today. Did you see that shit? I looked. At, I woke up. I looked out the window. It was fucking snowing. Oh yeah, that's right. It was snowing today. It's what, what's the month? It's uh, <laughs> that's how long I've been inside. <laughs> what's the month? What's the year? <laughs> We're at the end of March. We're at the end of March, and it's snowing cats and dogs outside. It's fucking insane. Shit. It's and the fucking cherry blossoms are in. And the cherry blossoms are in full fucking bloom. Full bloom. Pandemic. Snowing. It's the end of the world as we know it. Hey, Tom, with this drink, I feel fine. <laughs> I got, I got beer so I feel fine. No, but it's like it's a lot of fucking crazy shit happening, especially with the Olympics being postponed a year. It's like maybe it really is the end of the world. Yeah, let's actually not joke about that anymore. <laughs> Oh, God. Now I need another drink. Oh, man. So, okay, we're not talking about Guar, sadly, or Phallus in Wonderland, sadly, but we are talking about Alice, dearest Alice. So, Tom, what are we doing today? Well, remember that you have to keep in mind our podcast it always has to relate to Japan because that's the whole fucking point. Yep. So we're talking about the Alex kill- killing, sorry, the Alice killings in Japan. So Alice Cooper is on tour. He came here and he killed it on stage. He does that everywhere yep. he goes. Yeah, total blood sacrifice, baby. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's kind of known for that. Ah. But yeah, we're talking about the Alice killings. And okay, I so I, basically I researched the Alice killings. And um, yeah, they were fascinating. They were interesting. But I never talked about them on the show until now. And I haven't researched or even reread anything about the Alice killings. So what we're going to do is Tom's going to read a, read to us about the Alice killings. And when he reads them to us, it's going to be 100% fresh for you. And for me, it's going to be mildly fresh. So you, the faders, and me, we're going to enjoy this story, this epic saga together. Yeah. And... uh one real thing I want to note as like as I was researching this, yeah. like a bunch of websites that I went to, they're like, "Oh, this is just like this is some bullshit. It's just an urban legend. It didn't really happen." Like, no, it fucking did. It's fucking real, and it's creepy as fuck. So yeah, I'm you know I'm still on the fence. Did it happen or did it not happen? I mean, it's five five dead bodies say it happened. Well, I don't know. Did you? How much research did you do? Did you research the people who actually died? Like their full names yeah. and Google them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all here. It's all there? Okay, well, let's fucking get into it, man. Yeah. Oh, well, this is how I know it happened. Because I, I went and asked my Japanese wife, and I was like, yeah, did this really happen? She's like, oh, yeah, that was real. Okay, well, you can never disagree with your wife. There you go. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> Team wife! This, this is a fun little game that I like to call, you know, even after 16 years of living in Japan, it's called Ask a Native, because they know what's up. Well, to a degree, I guess. I don't know. So, all right, Tom, go for it. Okay. The Alice killings remain, to this day, one of the strangest and unsolvable serial killings in Japan. From 1999 to 2005, a series of five killings took place. Five killings might have been completely different if it not for the calling card that the killer left at the scene of each crime. He would leave a 
uh, playing card, it varied from killing to killing at each scene in an obvious location that had Alice written on it in the victim's blood. Very few, few clues were found at each crime scene, and eventually the case went cold. Below are the details of the killings. Holy shit. So five bodies, five cards. The one thing that they all have in common regarding the cards is it says Alice on them. Yeah. Oh, and just just, just to give credit, this is a... I pulled this from a creepypasta. I, 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 I maybe checked out maybe about a dozen websites that had info on this. This is like the best written and most comprehensive. So thank you, creepypasta. Thank you, creepypasta. <clears throat> okay. All right. So I'm not going to give my input or anything like that until you get pretty deep in the story. So whenever you're ready, just begin. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's start it off then. At number one, we have Sasaki Megumi. Sorry, ugh, Japanese name backward. Megumi Sasaki. The first victim was Sasaki Megumi, a 29-year-old owner of a restaurant. Who knew uh, Those who knew her described her as a headstrong woman with a short temper and a sharp tongue when dealing with her employees. She was also known by her customers for her fine cooking and her dedication to her job. Outside her job, Megumi was very social and often went to parties. It was after one such party that she went missing. She, she decided to walk home from her friend's house, seeing as she was the only one uh, was only a, a block from home and she was a bit too drunk to drive. <clears throat> Several people offered to drive her home, but she shrugged it off. She was seen leaving the party at one in the morning, and this was the last time that she was seen alive. The next morning, a couple walking in the woods about a mile from Megumi's house saw a large amount of blood on an overgrown and unused path. Curious, they followed it, where they found Megumi's body. She, been, she had been torn apart. Her entrails were impaled on various tree branches like a macabre Christmas tree. The couple called the police. It was the police that found the playing card crammed into Megumi's mouth. It was the jack of spades in which the word Alice, uh, yeah, Alice was written on it, as previously mentioned. There were no fingerprints or any DNA to be found. There was vomit on the scene, but the female of the couple admitted that it was hers. Fuck, dude. Alice in Chains. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's pretty hardcore. Um, it's a jack of spades with Alice written mm. on it, and it's in her mouth. Okay, so we've yeah. got those three details. Another detail is she's a, what, restaurant owner? Yep. And yep, uh, yep, yep. basically they said she was she had a venomous mouth, right? Which means she was kind of a bitch, maybe. Yeah, she was sharp-tongued. Sharp-tongued. Okay, so she was. Yeah, yeah. My my understanding is she was not the best person to work for. She's okay. pretty hard on her employees. But she liked to party. She liked to go out and drink with her friends and stuff. She was definitely. She was a definite party girl. And like, yeah, but apparently several people offered to drive her home, and she just said nah. It was like she was only a block away, but like, you know, in a, in a pretty safe neighborhood. But obviously she got snatched. Wait, why would they drive her home if she was a block away? They should just walk her home. Mm, yeah. Well, nah, dude. Like like I said, I don't know if this is a fucking sharp tongue talking or whatever, but like, nah, she just, she declined. Okay, that's weird. Um, yeah. She, you know, walks home. Well, so what like, happened? So what happened? I don't know. Uh, she obviously got abducted. Maybe it was somebody that she knew. You know, or maybe not. I don't know. Alice. Okay, so there's Dude, Alice. Hmm? Your, your, your theories, since there's like fuck all like evidence and details about, oh, sorry, not, not details, but there's like 
fuck all evidence. Like your theory is just as good as anybody else's. Oh yeah. No, you can say anything and it might stick. Um, Alice. Okay. Alice. Yeah. You think Alice is an acronym? How was it spelled? Was it A? I don't a Alice. Yeah. Ka- uh, standard Western spelling. A- yeah. A L I C. Like Japanese uh, Romanji. Ah, like A E U A O. A L I L I L I A L I C E. K. Ali K. I really think you're overthinking this, man. That's what I do. Ali K. What, what does Ali K mean in Japanese? Ari K. No. Uh, no, uh, Japanese pronunciation. Aris. But no, no, no. I know how to say Japanese, right? Alice, right? But I'm thinking of the word as Romanji. So you have A L I C E. A, like A E U A L. A, and then L A L I L I, like Lalilulelo. La Li. And then C E. E is pronounced A. So that's K. Arike. Arike. Well, well, well. One of the later killings might like ha- have some details that might shed a little bit of light on their motivation, but like, okay. yeah, okay, like, all right, there's just n- any fucking theory you have, like, you could, we don't know. Okay, all it's right, like go, fuck go, all right, evidence. Right, next one, next one. Also, like, uh, no, I just wanted to say one thing. Like, I don't know, man. For for her to be thoroughly dismembered and have her like entrails like strewn up in the tree branches, like the killer obviously took their time. But like again, no witnesses, no nothing. Oh god, that's crazy. That's that's creepy pasta. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, next up, next unfortunate victim is uh, Akio Yamane. Uh, Akio Yamane was a barely known singer in a band that had never played anything more than at various bars and community functions. His friends describe him as a kind-hearted man who would never raise his voice off stage. After his death, his his band fell apart, not having the heart to find a new singer. Akio was abducted from his apartment on February 11th, 2001. His his bandmates were the last people to see him alive, as he had practiced with them earlier in the day. That night, his girlfriend came to visit him and was surprised to find find the house empty. Within days, a missing person's report was filed and a search for him began. On the security footage of the apartment, a hooded figure could be seen entering through a side door and leaving with a large garbage bag that bulged strangely. Oh. Yeah, you, you can probably guess where this is going. This strange appearance was never accounted for, and no one saw the strange man in person. The man is widely believed to be the killer, but his face was never shown, as, as the, and there appears to be some doubt. Yes, yeah, I guess he had like a hood over it like, that covered his whole face. Uh, following week, the owner of the bar Yoshida's, where the band had often performed, was opening for the day and was met with a grisly sight. Slumped at the table was Akio's body. His vocal cords had been ripped from his throat and he had been shot in the head. Whoa. His Al- yeah, fucking blam. His Alice card was, the ki- was a king of diamonds and was found clutched in his hands, along with his ruined vocal cords. Oh, no. That's gruesome. That's pretty, yeah, it's pretty fucking hardcore, right? Wait, I thought this guy was skinned. Wasn't he skinned? Nope. You're thinking about a later victim. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was the musician. Okay. Oh, God. Ooh, goosebumps. All right, kanpai. Got to get a drink in me. It's pretty fucked up. So, like, somebody, like, like you, you... 
uh, theorized that maybe at the, the last party, like maybe like, you know, some, uh, uh, the victim knew the and killer were acquainted somehow. Yeah. I would say with all certainty, like this, the guy knew where, like, you know, who he was. He had to have known him. Well, okay. Think about this. Both these people are kind of like prominent in like society. You know, one's like a, a restaurant owner. She knows a lot of people. A lot of people know her and stuff. She's uh, easily accessible, you know. Same thing with a musician. Musicians out and about passing on flyers and, uh, you know, meeting people before, after, and during shows or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, these are people who are out there a little bit, like you. <laughs> Just joking. Um, wait, where did these take place? Were they in Tokyo? Yeah. Oof. Okay. Next one. They, uh, yeah, sorry. It actually doesn't say what area in Tokyo, but this is, this is all in Tokyo. Uh... Oh, shit. Okay. Ready for the next one? Please. Okay. Uh, Sakura Kai. A teenage girl, Sakura Kai, had her whole life ahead of her. She's a sweet girl and well-loved by her classmates and relatives. She wanted to go, to go to college and become a fashion designer and was a week, from graduating high, a week away from graduating high school when she was abducted. Sakura's family went, uh, went frantic trying to find her, and the whole town was combed for the lost girl. Her body was found two days later, buried in a shallow grave. It didn't seem that the killer wanted her to be hidden. On the contrary, he had marked the grave with dun-dun-dun, her Alice playing card. Queen of Clubs. It had been taped to a stick and stuck on top of the grave. Jeez. Yeah. This is a uh, maybe. Maybe I should put like discla- disclaimer for graphic content because like I know the last two murders were disturbing. This one's probably the worst. So it's graphic content warning. Uh, Sakura's body had been horribly mutilated. Her eyes had been carved from her body. Her skin had been flayed while she was likely still alive, and her mouth had been carved open. A crown had been sewn onto her head, likely while she was still alive. Uh, no sexual assault had been committed, either pre- or post-mortem. Along with Sakura's body as a note, written in a stra- in straggly handwriting, it contained many disjointed phrases, some of which were illegible or unreadable. Uh, here's, here's some fucked up quotes. This might give us a little bit of insight into what was going on upstairs with the killer. Death is, death is a distorted dream. She will forever rule. And ha ha ha, those which die are the lucky ones. Or various phrases that had been written on it amongst others. Match to the handwriting was never found. Do some people write kanji differently than other people? Like, is there any kind of like a specific style that everybody has, which makes it uniquely their own? Because I thought it was different. I don't know. I thought it was all like unified. Well, okay, basically, what you're asking is a little bit of a complex question. Okay, basically, every handwriting is different, duh, because everybody's different. Okay. But there is this, there's, they're very strict on having a standardized system and a standard, standardized way of writing. Yeah. Like, I don't, know, I don't know if you know this, but, like, the, the stroke order, there's, there's, like, there's, like, a stroke order for kanji, yeah, for yeah. like, how you're supposed to, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, and this is a big part of their society because for a lot of the jobs, even now, even in this modern day, and I think this is one of the dumbest fucking things Japan does, but for a lot of jobs, you have to handwrite your resume and and mail it into them, like mail a physical copy in it. I think this is fucking stupid because it's like it's an outdated and antiquated system. But but like one of the things they will evaluate is your handwriting. 
Oh, God. All right. I'm fucked. Fuck. <laughs> right. In this day and age where you go click, click, click. Okay. All right. Because, like, so, you know, I'm sure like someone with good handwriting is obviously going to make a good employee. All right. So they can't match the handwriting. Or I guess maybe it's kind of hard to. Especially back then. So. When all right, so that murder was completely This wasn't like this was like this the tail end of this would have taken place when you and I were here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't remember hearing about this at all when I came to Japan. You know, because I came to Japan in two thousand and two and I don't remember hearing anything about these murders at all. That's why I'm not sure if they're real or not. Because you would think how, how dialed into the news were you? Uh, 2005 okay to be honest not really not really but you would think that something like this would definitely come to light you know for anybody and everybody that's living in tokyo because like think about this when the the otaku murders when the otaku murders happened everybody knew about it It was on every channel um it was in every newspaper and stuff and the otaku murders is when a, a guy in akihabara uh, rammed his truck into a group of people, jumped down with a uh, Rambo knife and stabbed like what fourteen people before he was taken down by a cop. Mm, yeah, right. But yeah, that, that was, was, that was news- huge. Hmm? Yeah, that was oh, that was huge. That was huge, man. Oh, yeah, we were definitely here when that happened. No, but that happened like yeah. around the same time, two thousand five. Yeah, I I don't know. No, that was hold on. I think two thousand seven or two thousand eight. You got a good memory. I, anyway, I thought it was it's around that time. Okay. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I mean, you would think that this stuff would be in the news where everybody was talking about it. Because when I first came to Japan for the first couple of years, I didn't really hang out with any international people. You know, I, all my friends were Japanese and stuff. At that time, nobody was married or had kids yet. So basically, I would just hang out with all my friends from college, you know? Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, um, I could... I wouldn't, nah, I was not up in the news at all because I didn't have a good internet connection for in Japan for maybe a while. And, like, yeah, you also have to keep in mind the internet wasn't what, like, you know, the internet's different now than it was, like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago or whenever. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the, the phones that we had, <laughs> they were, like, uh, the monitor was, like, black and white. <laughs> all right, yeah, cool. All right, so that's three murders. We got two more to go. Yep. Ready for the next one? Ready. Ready, Major Tom. This is actually a fucking double murder, but here we go. This is the, the double murder and last. Uh, we have uh, Hayato and Hina Oshiro. These two were the last of the killings and the least gruesome. Hayato and Hina were siblings and very close. Hina was the older sister and very stubborn. Her younger brother, Hayato, was very smart and had skipped a grade causing him to be in the same class as as his beloved sister. The two rarely fought, as most siblings tend to do at their age. The two were found dead in their beds on April 4, 2005. The cause of death was lethal injection. The children's bedroom window... Yeah, just didn't even see it coming. The children's bedroom window was open, and it was deducted that the killer snuck in quietly enough to kill the two without waking them, then snuck back out. Each child held half of an Alice, uh, an Ace of Hearts playing card. When put together, sp- spelled the word Alice. Uh, one uh, one very smudged footprint was found on their carpet, but closer inspection was made impossible by severe damage done to the print. This was the only piece of evidence. 
other than their playing card left at the scene. A year later, the mother of Hayato and Hina committed suicide out of grief. Their father, who is still alive to this day, is going through extensive therapy to get over the death of his entire family. At this point, he is extremely depressed and heavily medicated. Oh, God. So, indirectly, that was pretty much those two murders led to another murder or death, which led to a third. Because probably the husband's brain dead at this point. You know, since 2005, he's highly medicated. So, that's actually like four. Uh, that's that's just like a bad break, man. Oh, God. Oh, gee. Why do we do this? Why can't we have a happy show? Oh, God. So what's your take on this, Tom? I don't know what to do. Okay, we can talk about this, um, but uh, I was going to say this is highly unusual because serial killers have, like, you know, a type and they have, you know, rituals that they go through and everything, and this, like, this matches none of it. This is, like, super rare for even for a seri- by serial killer standards. Maybe this is like the polar opposite of a serial killer, where basically they're a serial killer. Usually, like, for example, uh, the son of Sam killed couples that were making out in a car. And he did that for his whole career as a serial killer. Maybe this guy, his whole shtick was not to have a shtick. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to do completely random things. Maybe that's it. But the one way to unify it, because I have a style. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And the only way to unify it was with the playing cards. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually a pretty good theory. Yeah, because I, I don't know, like I yeah, I don't know, like I've, I've I've spent a decent amount of time thinking about this, and like I yeah, I I don't know what to say. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty hardcore. Oh geez, and they never found the guy. Nope, and 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 as we've just detailed, there's like fuck all evidence Damn. other than the you know yeah other than the playing card which is obviously deliberately left mm. oh man oh jeez. all right so what percent- okay wait, 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 wait. One, one, one thing can i read the aftermath the aftermath's pretty good oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get into that yeah go for it okay Shortly after the death of the uh, Oshiro siblings, a man named uh, Yuto Suzuki was arrested for the murders. He was a bum with mental health problems who claimed not to remember where he was at the time of the murders. Sorry, at the time of any of the murders. Most damning of all, he was seen wearing the coat that had belonged to Akio Yamane. A bit of blood on the sleeve tested positive to be his. Yuto, who was raving mad at this point and drunk claimed that a demon black blackface man with no face, sorry, a demon black man with no face had given him the coat. Wow. Okay. That's, so, that's really creepy too. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, this, this is, I don't know the, the quote they kept from like, I don't know. It's like, some, some people took liberties with the translation. Uh, yeah. The yeah, is a demon man or it was like a black man with no face or like, the, I don't, I don't think this is an actual racial thing, but it's just fucking weird. Yeah. And bu- 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 okay. Utah was eventually released when a homeless shelter five miles from the Kai household claimed to have Utah in their files for the night of Sakura's murder. Since there was no way for him to get uh, to where she was abducted and back without being noticed, he was released. Wow. So that's, but that's it? That's, yeah, that, that is the closest thing they have 
to uh, an eyewitness they have, and he's he's a fucking nut bar anyway. Oh man, yeah, that's so, crazy. I, I think that, that that's that's wow. That's that's like a master stroke and like one last fuck you to leaving some cryptic weird clue. Oh man, give the fucking bum who's just off his gourd. Okay, so what percentage of you thinks that this is real? Are you a hundred percent? Are you all in? Are you like fifty fifty? Huh, dude, I'm, I'm either a hundred or I'm zero, man. I'm all in. I think this is real. All in? Oh, shit. All right. Well, be careful out there. Wow. All right. Well. Oh, can I can I can I read one more thing? One more thing. Do read everything, please. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. On April thirtieth, two thousand eight, uh, a producer known as Yugami P uploaded his first song to Nico Video called. Uh, roughly, uh, uh, translated roughly, uh, some something something something. Uh, translated roughly as "Alice of Human Sacrifice." This song is to is believed to be based off of the Alice killings. It tells the story of a little dream who uh, of a little dream who lures people into its world, and then goes on to tell the story of each Alice. The song has a few parallels with each killing. First, Alice, de- depicted as Mako, was trapped in the woods, where, which is where Megumi's body was found. Second, Alice, depicted as Kaito, was a singer who was shot by a madman. The third, Alice, was uh, uh, the third Alice depicted was uh, as Hatsune Miku, uh, was well loved and be- became the con- uh, country's queen and was taken over by a distorted dream. The fourth, Alice, depicted as Rin and Len uh, Kagamine was a pair of twins regarded as, as one Alice. They were described as st- uh, a stubborn big sister and an intelligent younger brother. It also speaks of uh, how they have yet to awaken, a possible reference to them dying in their sleep. In addition, the suits of cards found with each body is all, are also mentioned. Uh, Yugami P has not stated for the record we're sure if this song has any relation to the Alice killings, but it is widely assumed. ある小さな夢が Sigi 
Killings of Tokyo, Japan. Our job is finished. We gave you the facts, the story, the clues, and we even gave you our drunken opinions and perspectives of this story. Now it's your turn. Put on your Colombo hat, put in your cigar, and find out who did it and why they did it. Was it one person? Was it two people? Was it a group of people? Were they Satanists? Were they just homosadomaniacs on a mission? We don't know, but if you want, you can find out. And we'd love to hear your opinions. So on that note, faders, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. And we will see you soon in a couple of days. Peace. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost town pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper.
Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, Got Fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso. And if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about $2,000 N each, about $20, bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is. T H E S P I L T I N K dot com. The spill dink dot com. Proper. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Will you wait till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! <laughs> I can't take it! I can't stand to it! <laughs> you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.